Side Hustle Show 252, Facebook Ads Arbitrage, how to drive consistent, profitable traffic to your blog. If you want to start a blog of your own, check out my free video series at blogstartercourse.com. I'll show you step-by-step how blogs make money and how to get your site online for less than you might think. What's up? What's up? Nick Loper here. Welcome to the Side Hustle Show because you don't always have to spend money to make money, but when you can, that's a pretty sweet kind of spending. Awesome show for you today with a friend of mine, Deacon Hayes from wellkeptwallet.com. He's got a new book coming out next month called You Can Retire Early, which walks through three different paths to early financial freedom. They are business, real estate, and the uh, perhaps more traditional method of amassing a big enough nest egg where you can live off your 3 or 4% withdrawal rate uh, in perpetuity. In this episode, though, we're going to dive into financial freedom option number one, which was building a business. And more specifically, I've uh, been really impressed with the money machine Deacon has built for himself in the last 10 months for his blog using Facebook ads. He's been blogging for years. He's been blogging longer than I have, but only recently has he found a system to drive consistent, scalable, and profitable traffic. In month one, he spent a thousand bucks to earn two. And last month he spent 10 grand to earn 18. Consistent, scalable, profitable. Stick around to hear the critical components of Deacon's money machine and how you can build one of your own. My original side hustle relied on a similar paid traffic strategy. So this one is right up my alley and definitely got me pumped up to give it a shot myself. Notes, links, and a free downloadable PDF highlight reel with all of Deacon's top tips from this episode are at SideHustleNation.com slash Deacon. It's D-E-A-C-O-N. I'll be back with my top takeaways from this chat with Deacon after the interview. Ready? Let's do it. I thought, okay, I've got to have some content on my site that people really engage with, right? Or, or that gets some decent traffic already. And so I found a couple of those articles And then I thought, well, what if I promoted these in Facebook? They've got some affiliates in them. It's really good content. And see if I spent so much, how much would I make? That kind of thing. And so, yeah, it really does start with having some really good quality content that people want to engage with that adds value to their lives and then just figuring out the way to monetize it. So give me an example of one of those posts. Is this something that you'd already written for the blog? Correct. Yeah. So one of them is uh, 40 side hustles, believe it or not. Okay. And so each one of those can be an affiliate of some sort. So one could be driving for Uber, one could be taking surveys in your spare time, one could be DoorDash, you know, whatever it might be. So just figuring out what are those things that you could do to make money, which obviously this is the perfect show for that because your audience and yourself, you're all about, you know, hustling and figuring out ways to make money. And then I just figured out ways to kind of connect with affiliates in, in those different areas so that if I sent traffic their way, they would pay me for conversions. Sure, sure. Did you have a metric of like, okay, this page gets a thousand visits. I'm going to make, I have no idea, like 50 bucks, 500 bucks. Like what would that be worth to you? Did you have that kind of, those kind of numbers going into this? So I created what I call a revenue per user or revenue per visitor. So RPV. Okay. And so what I figured was, is I can make about 10 cents per visitor. The idea was, okay, well, if I can get Facebook ads lower than 10 cents, I make a profit. And in fact, they need to be a lot lower than 10 cents because there's still some cost to running a blog, right? There's hosting, there's paying content writers, you know, all that kind of stuff. So for me, I wanted to get around 5 cents a click. If I get traffic for 5 cents a click and convert it at 10 cents, it's basically 100% margin minus whatever my, my other management costs are for the blog. Okay, so th- so here's an example of the kind of the 40, 40 different side hustles. Or basically, it's a post monetized with 
affiliate links. Did you do any display ads like to try and play that kind of arbitrage game or is that going to be really tough with Facebook traffic? So I started with that and what I found was is those pay really low, right? So I want to say that was like one to two cents of, of revenue per visitor. Okay. And what I found was I wanted to get people to click on affiliate links and not ads. So I would actually see an ad from you know, an ad network next to my affiliate link. And I'd say, oh no, now they're competing with each other and the affiliate link will pay me far greater than the ad will. Initially, it was a great way to fine tune things and know that I kind of had guaranteed revenue coming through. But eventually I just got rid of display ads for the Facebook ads so that I could just monetize off of the affiliates. Okay, so you could say, okay, well, I want people to click on these specific links, not these other ones. And it looks like it's an article. It doesn't look like an ad once you land on the page, it's kind of like this native advertising in a way, right? Exactly. Yeah. So you want the experience to be very much like I'm not being sold to, right? It's you're just you're just showing value like, hey, obviously, if you clicked on it, you're interested in making extra money. Here are 40 ways that you can do that. They're all legit. There's stuff that are actionable that people can do reputable companies. So it's really value. And then it's up to them to say, hey, I want to do that enough that I'm actually going to click and sign up. Um, so there's definitely risk involved there, but if you do it in a way that's is kind of not adsy, very relational, and adds value, I, I definitely see how it converts pretty quickly. Okay, would you send somebody to like straight up like product review page, or is it kind of like these these smaller like list posts tend to do better for you? Currently, I just do the list posts, so I, I haven't. You know what? I did try one that was about life insurance. It did convert, but it didn't convert well. So it was kind of like an isolated affiliate that I was promoting and it was more of kind of story, my personal story and understanding of life insurance and that kind of thing. But I just found that it did not do as well as like having options, you know? So not everybody necessarily will get life insurance. The process to sign up can be a little bit more grueling. And so I found that list posts work really well. And in this case, you're kind of interrupting somebody's day on Facebook. Like they're not actively seeking out life insurance or it's like... I guess you could probably target like new parents or something on Facebook and like do some some interesting stuff there. But okay, so that one didn't work out. Did you do anything else like before you were starting to optimize those pages, like to really funnel the clicks to where you wanted them to go? Like, did you suppress the sidebar? You talked about, you know, disabling kind of the, the ad network, the display ads. Yeah, so those are a couple things. For one of the posts, I disabled the sidebar but then I realized that most of my traffic, like 80 plus percent comes from mobile. So they don't even see the sidebar anyway. So it's not really a distraction. Okay. I did shut off email capture. So it was funny because at one point I was getting like 60 email signups a day, which for me is ridiculous. And I started thinking like, well, do I want people to sign up for my email or do I want them to convert as an affiliate? And I know there's lots of schools of thought on that. Obviously, I'd, you know, it'd be great to have true fans and people that keep coming back to the site. But for these specific posts and what I was promoting, my goal was affiliate revenue. And so I turned off those. So what I was trying to do is just focus on what can drive the most revenue because I'm putting a lot of money towards Facebook ads. So I need to get that return on the backside to be able to pay for the Facebook ads. That's actually really interesting. So that was with Sumo Me or some other software that was like, you know, firing a, a email capture pop up or something. Yeah. So I had mail munch and lead pages. And so I would just disable them on the pages that I'm running for Facebook ads. Okay. Okay. Yeah. That's an interesting one. Did you find that you saw a revenue spike once you did that or is it because yeah, it's like, man, I want to capture an email. That's kind of like my primary goal. You know, it's interesting. I did some AB testing and 
I, I, some days were down when I had it up and some days were even. And so it was, it was kind of hard to tell. So I more, I more theorized it and I said, okay, if I get 60 signups a day, that means 60 actions that are happening that aren't affiliate actions, you know? Yeah. And so my thought was just theoretically, if I took that off, I'd have 60 more clicks to affiliates with that chance of converting. So I didn't do enough testing, but I, I really am kind of about the power of focus and really focusing on what works. Yeah. And for my model, that's what does. I know people that do the email model and they just kill it, but this model is much more just converting the affiliates. Okay. So tell me about the early days. You start this... December, November last year? Yeah. Well, so I started the site in 2010, but yeah, fast forward, it wasn't until December of last year where I really started doing any Facebook ads and realizing like I have quality content, I have brand recognition, I have a decent following, but there wasn't a lot of growth, you know, it was kind of stagnant. And so I thought, okay, well, what if I, if I just started with a thousand bucks in Facebook ads, the worst that can happen is I lose a thousand bucks, right? Yeah. And I thought, well, that can't even happen because the reality is I'm going to make something from affiliates. So the first month I made about 2000 bucks. So I made my, I made a thousand bucks back plus another thousand dollars. So I thought, wow, that's amazing. Let me try $2,000 and then kind of gradually stepped it up from there. Dude, that's nuts to have that kind of success right out of the gate to double your money basically on ads. And of course, there's there's a little bit of a cash flow crunch here at Flags. Facebook wants their money right away and some of the affiliates aren't going to pay you for net 60 or net 90 in some cases. But that's awesome. What do you think contributed to that? Because the ads that I've run don't see clicks for less than 10 cents. So, so that's got a, that seems like a, a low number to try and drive traffic for. Well, okay. So one, I knew of another site that was doing this well. And so I, I studied all of their ads. So every time I was on Facebook, I saw one of their ads, I took a screenshot. Okay. So if you looked at my Google, my Google photos, you'll see a bunch of screenshots of Facebook ads. So really I kind of looked at what kind of pictures they use, what kind of teaser text do they use, what kind of text do they have that is in the description field. So I did that for quite a while, probably about a year before I started doing this. And then when I started doing it, I thought, okay, I don't know everything about Facebook ads, the power editor, ad espresso, all that kind of stuff. So I'm going to hire somebody that knows that stuff. And then I'm just going to tell them my strategy, like, hey, this is what I want to do. I need to get the cost per click down here. And so it's kind of this combination of me knowing what I want and then hiring someone that's good with Facebook to kind of say, hey, let's take this to the next level. Is she taking on new clients? Should we give her a plug? <laughs> She might be. Her name is Monica Louie, and I, but she's she's been awesome. I think she's kind of swamped right now, but she knows that I, she's absolutely been a huge part of our success. And finding someone like her would be huge in anybody because you don't know what you don't know, right? Like you you get in there and you're like, where, what does that mean, or where do I add the picture, whatever, you know? And it just makes it so much easier to have someone that's kind of a partner with you on that, you know? Yeah. Okay. So that's MonicaLouis.com. May or may not be accepting new clients, but a ringing endorsement here from Deacon. If you travel a lot for work or for a vacation, you might be familiar with that feeling you get knowing you're leaving your space unused for long periods of time and you're still paying for that privilege. But hosting on Airbnb means you don't have to leave your home sitting empty when you're away. Being an Airbnb host isn't just a way to earn some extra cash. It's a chance to share your space and make a guest's vacation all the more memorable. You might be thinking, eh, maybe my place isn't the right fit, but don't write it off just yet. Your potential Airbnb might be right in front of you. Whether it's a spare room or even your entire home, there's an opportunity waiting. 
Airbnb turns your home into a practical and even profitable venture. We just got back from a family trip to Hawaii where we stayed in a great Airbnb, but our place back home could have been a highlight to somebody else's travels, and we could have used the extra cash to help pay for the trip. So if you're curious about hosting on Airbnb, find out how much your space could be worth by visiting airbnb.com slash host. Once again, that's airbnb.com slash host. When you're hiring, it feels amazing to finally close out a job search and hit the ground running with your new hire. But what if you could get rid of the search part and just get matched with qualified candidates? Well, now you can with our sponsor, Indeed. It's simple. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. The matching and hiring platform is trusted by over 3.5 million businesses worldwide to connect with great talent faster. And 93% of employers agree that Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. For my next hire, I'm using Indeed to tap into a talent pool of 350 million unique monthly visitors. And what else is cool is Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use it, the better it gets. And how about this? Side Hustle Show listeners get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Just go to Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Side Hustle Show. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. What was your first ad? Do you remember what it was? Like, you know, were you nervous to turn this thing on and be like, I might just be blowing a thousand bucks? I was on an airplane and I'm like, hey, I want to create a post from scratch. So it was seven ways to improve your finances today. And then so the whole idea was I was writing it for each one of those seven ways was going to be an affiliate that I thought would pay well or that converted in the past. And so I want to say that was the first one. And at first, the cost per clicks were like really high. I mean, they, they might have been over a dollar, okay. you know, and I'm like, oh, this is horrible. Yeah, like this is not going to work. Yeah, this is not going to work if you're making 10 cents and you're spending a dollar, yeah. you know. And so we're figuring out like, okay, well, maybe it's the pictures because some of the pictures I was using were very stock photo looking, you know, and I'm like, how do I get really natural pictures that kind of blend in with a newsfeed, right? They don't look adsy. They look relevant. And so I started using a site called Unsplash, which kind of had more natural professional looking pictures. Okay. And now I use Shutterstock, but changing out the pictures was huge. So it could like drastically decrease the cost. Just by changing an image and you can kind of split test, like, okay, I'm going to run these two side by side to see which one performs better. Oh, I think we did 20 ads at one point. Like, yeah. (laughs) But the problem is you're going to not waste money, but you're going to spend a lot of money kind of figuring out what works and what doesn't work. And that's what I've heard from everybody. And so it's kind of, that's what's crazy. Be like, yeah, right out of the gate, I was able to basically double my money. Well, and that's the thing. So like if someone said, hey, I'm going to start with 50 bucks, it's not even worth your time, right? Like that's why when I said I'm going to start with a thousand bucks because I know it's not going to be perfect and I need to have enough cash out there that I can test well enough to, to know what works and what doesn't work. Okay. And the reality is, is you might, you might only make a thousand bucks back or you might only make 800 bucks back, right? It, it's going to be a fine tuning process. I'm fortunate in that I, I know somebody personally that's done this really well and kind of followed that program to kind of say, this is what people are looking for. And this is what I know gets a low cost per click. Okay. And this is the the folks at the Penny Hoarder? It is. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, Penny Hoarder, big personal finance site. They're on like the Inc. 500. They're probably like number, they're top 50 on the Inc. 500 list, growing crazy fast, kind of using this paid traffic arbitrage strategy to a T. Okay. So that's where it starts. So using the Unsplash images, the Shutterstock images, 
is there text you you kind of overlay text onto the image or like the i'm trying to think of like the ad structure itself no so it's really simple no text over the image it's just the image so the image could be just a pile of cash or it could be a girl smiling you know like an attractive girl smiling or something like that okay and then above could be something like number four saved me a thousand dollars last year right or show me the money with a money bag just kind of funny relatable, interesting. I want to know more, that kind of thing. And then underneath it could be 40 side hustles to stuff your pockets with money or whatever. So really just kind of figuring out there's only those three main components, right? You have the teaser text up top, the image in the middle, and the description below and fine tuning those. And that's where the AB testing comes in where you're like, you can do five different teaser texts and five different titles and descriptions may or may not show up on mobile. So that isn't as big of a deal, Okay. but the picture is huge. It's so funny. It's like natural looking stock photos is what I need, you know, and it's so, it's so hard to do because most stock photos look like stock photos. Yeah. Have you ever played around with like your own pictures from the blog or something like that? You know what? I've thought about it. I had a guy working for me who was a graphic designer slash photographer, and then he just got a full-time job. So I'm definitely going to do that. I, I was thinking I was just going to go to the bank and get like a whole bunch of $100 bills and put them in different settings in like people's pockets or holding them in their hands or <laughs> finding one on the ground or I don't know, you know, like I'm just going to play around with it and pick the best ones. Yeah. That way they're not stock photos at all. Like, Hey, I actually took these pictures. Okay. So there's the teaser text the image is a description text. So it sounds like the teaser text is more trying to be attention grabbing. So first people will see the image, then they'll read the, the teaser text, which is some sort of interest grabbing hook. And then more of the title of the post itself is down below in the description. Correct. Okay. Just trying to get a feel for that. And is it always just a straight image ad or is it like, hey, I posted this onto my page and now I can do a boosted post? The whole ad environment is intimidating because there's so many options. Yeah. So we do own from scratch, but we have tried pulling in an ad from a post that did really well on our organic Facebook page. So let's just say I did one the other day where it was like how someone paid off $54,000 in debt and saved $20,000 in cash in two years or something like that. And it did really well. So what we could do is we could pull that exact picture, teaser, text, title, everything into the power editor and then just launch it as an ad. And so that that is one strategy. We don't do that because we try we want to have as much control as possible. And when you when you pull it in, you can't really change much. And so that's why we do ours from scratch. Okay. And you find that more effective than like just boosting stuff that's already like your regular page content. Correct. Okay. You mentioned 80% of the traffic is on mobile, which seems like would be harder to convert to these different affiliate offers. But apparently it hasn't affected that. I was going to ask about like, well, do you exclude mobile? Because like, well, I'm not always in a position to sign up for life insurance or whatever this offer is. Any other insights on kind of the targeting or what you've kind of settled on? We try to do affiliates that don't have a long sign up process, right? So kind of a low barrier to entry. They need an email, email name. They need them to maybe confirm their email by going back to their Gmail account and hitting confirm, like, you know, things like that. Okay. Some of them do have a longer process, but with the targeting, they might be more likely to. And if the landing page is good, as far as it easy to kind of type stuff in, like I've actually done surveys on my phone, right? Which can be very time intensive, but if it's set up right, it doesn't, it's not that hard to do with a mobile device. Okay. So yeah, it's really kind of like, what is the landing pages for those affiliates? What is the process to actually get a conversion? So getting kind of those ones that 
have an easier process to go through and are mobile friendly. Yeah, and there's a lot of these that are. Well, like Lyft, for example, you drive for Lyft, like it's all done over your phone. So that's that one makes sense. How do you figure out who to target? Because this, I mean, this stuff seems pretty broad, actually. Like, hey, anybody, I mean, that's that's the beauty of side hustles. Like, hey, everybody's interested in making extra money or it never, never goes out of style. Exactly. So really large audiences, right? So I think the struggle that people will have is they're going to want to try to target and niche down as much as possible. And that will just drive your cost per click so far up because the more niche you are, the more valuable that acquisition is. So Facebook will charge you a lot more for that. So for us, we typically want probably 5 million or more people to target, which gives it a, it's a very broad range, right? Wow. And we do a lot of different lookalike audiences. So we could do lookalike audiences of our email list. We could do lookalike audiences of people who have visited Wellkept Wallet. We can do lookalike audiences of people that engaged with a particular post on our Wellkept Wallet fan page. So really, we try to find people that are very similar in activity as people that actually engage with these ads. Okay. So my understanding of the lookalike audience is it's Facebook's algorithm trying to be like, well, we have this, you've given us this subset of people and we can match them based on whatever, you know, how many different criteria and you can kind of on a sliding scale, say like how strict do you want them to look alike? Or it's like, eh, they look somewhat similar. Like that's fine by me too. Right. Yeah, absolutely. And we've done some targeted stuff. Like, I don't know how this is possible, but you can target income. You know, like I want people that make a hundred grand or more, or you can target new parents. So you really can get uber specific. But like I said, I think that can drive the cost per click up. Okay. Yeah. Our lookalike audiences are pretty general. We just kind of say lookalike audience like our email list or like website visitors. And I, it's probably a secret. It's kind of like KFC's chicken recipe or whatever. Like, I don't know how Facebook does look like audiences, right. but it works. Okay. Well, that, that's a good endorsement. <laughs> so it's like they must have some science to it because it's like, okay, well, it actually does work or they, they, they at least share some characteristics. When you're starting out, did you have an initial, uh, well, you, you I mean, so yeah, you've been blogging for six years at that point. So you had website visitors that you could use if they'd been pixeled. You had the email list that you could upload and, and say, hey, I want to create a lookalike against these people. If you're just starting out, would you just say, okay, I want to target some celebrity in my in my niche, like their fan page or something? Like, is that kind of where you would start if you don't have that kind of asset of a built-in audience to target? So I started there as well. So like, let's say Dave Ramsey is probably the most well-known financial guy, right? And he has a decent following. So it's like, okay, let's let's try to target people that like Dave Ramsey, you know? I mean, so yeah, find those people that might be influencers in your market and target their fans that might be interested because you have similar content. What I did find though is that I get I get a lot of people that would say it's like a Dave Ramsey knockoff, right? Or whatever. Like we teach common sense. It's not like spending less than you make is a patented thing that only Dave Ramsey talks about, right? Like so a lot of times you'll get some haters because they'll think that you're ripping off someone. I'm like, no, this is just common sense and we just happen to have a similar view on some things. They they would leave that comment like on your ad? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. We even had memes created about us and other sites. So (laughs) how similar we are, you know, and I'm like, well, I just feel honored. I'm like, Hey, you know what? To be considered in the same breath as some of these people, that's awesome. But we obviously have distinct mission and and differences about us, but ultimately we just want to improve people's lives when it comes to their finances. So there's going to be a lot of overlap in that message. Yeah. And the, the ad is kind of just a way to amplify that message to get in front of more people and and make some money on the back end too, in this case. 
Yeah, that, that's what I love about it is it's so win-win-win, right? It's like, okay, someone is wasting time and they're like, I need to improve my finances today. I'm going to click here. They click, they read, they're like, you know what? I've ridden in a lift car multiple times. I've talked about it. I'm ready to do it. They sign up. You know, I make 35 bucks. They make whatever they make for sign up with Lyft. Facebook makes money because I'm paying them for the ads. It's like, it's an amazing scenario, but it does take a lot of fine tuning to really make it profitable. Yeah. Have you tested like video ads, Instagram? Because there's a million different ways to, to go about it. So I did do some video ads and I did not convert well. Now, the cost per view is really low. Like I've gotten them below one cents per view. Okay. But the reality is, is getting someone to engage and actually take action off of a video, I found it very hard, even if I put the affiliate link right underneath it. I mean, you can get a lot of views. So if you're trying to get a video to get a lot of views, it's a way, good way to do it. Okay. I've done Instagram. In fact, we do do Instagram now. You know, that little learn more button so you can actually put whatever link you want in there and they go to it. I think the cost per click has been higher for us. So really, I just say really the mobile and desktop is what, what we do mainly now. Okay. That makes sense. Do you have it set to optimize for website clicks? Yes. Okay. Yeah, we do, we do all of our ads are basically for traffic, so optimize for website clicks. Okay, yeah, because there's like a dozen different things to choose from. You know, optimize for engagement, optimize for likes or view. I don't even know what all of them are, but yeah, optimize for, for clicks since that's what you're trying to get. Now, you mentioned one of the toughest parts about starting and growing your business is figuring out how to build relationships. As you know, people are more likely to buy from and do business with people they know, like, and trust. But when it comes to networking, where do you start? And what if you're more introverted like me? What if you're more wallflower than social butterfly? Well, there's a recent episode of a great podcast called This is Small Business that walks you through how to figure this stuff out. The episode is called How Networking Can Help You Build and Grow Your Business. And inside, you'll learn practical tips on how to build business relationships that don't feel so transactional. A couple parts I liked in particular were how to break into those uh, tight little circles at networking events where you're kind of standing around awkwardly on the outside, and then what you should say in a follow-up email to somebody that you meet there. This is Small Business answers a ton of these questions that all entrepreneurs have, like how to use social media to grow your business, how to find your ideal price point, how to know when you're ready to launch your product, and tons more. So give it a follow. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, wherever you listen to podcasts. This edition of the Side Hustle Show is sponsored by Squarespace. Squarespace is the all-in-one website platform for entrepreneurs to stand out and succeed online. That means whether you're just starting out or your side hustle is already growing like crazy, Squarespace takes all things website-related and makes them easy. I want to highlight a few Squarespace features for you. One I knew about and a couple I didn't. First off, where Squarespace really shines is this huge library of professional website templates. That means you're not starting from scratch because they've got designs for every category and use case that you can customize to fit your unique needs so your business stands out online. That was the thing I knew about. Second one was new to me, and that's their online store functionality. Whether you're selling physical or digital products or a service, Squarespace has got the tools you need to start selling online. And third is their email campaigns. They make it easy to collect email subscribers from your site and drive engagement and sales through Squarespace email campaigns, and you can track the results of every send with built-in analytics. So head on over to squarespace.com 
squarespace.com for a free trial. And when you're ready to launch, go to squarespace.com slash side hustle to save 10% off your first purchase of a website or domain. That's squarespace.com slash side hustle. I did this video and I put the affiliate link right, you know, right there. That's another angle that I hadn't even considered is like, you're putting an extra intermediate step. Like now they got to go to your website and then they got to do another click. Why not just, Hey, if this is the offer, why not just put that straight onto Facebook? Is that allowed? I think it is for some affiliates and for some affiliates like Amazon, you can't do that. Right. So you can do that. I saw somebody do that the other day. I just don't know how effective it is. Right. And plus they, they don't get to be a fan of your brand. So one of the side benefits of this strategy that I haven't talked about is you get a lot of organic likes from it. So what I mean is, is we had 4,000 Facebook likes in December, and then today we have 35,000 Facebook likes. We didn't pay for any of those. Those just came as a byproduct of us paying for traffic, and these people liked our content, and then they liked our Facebook page. The reason why I say that is, is that having an offer that goes directly to an affiliate kind of removes you from the picture and you don't have a relationship with them anymore. At least we get to keep them around as fans and continue to promote content to them and drive them back to the site for, you know, for future content. Okay. Interesting. Have you seen that gives you, that's given you a bump in kind of organic Facebook exposure. Hey, now we've got 35,000 people who potentially can see our stuff for free. Yeah. So typically we'll get like 150 to 350 clicks per organic Facebook post, which before I'd be lucky if I got like nine. Right, right, right. And the comments, I think we had one the other day, I had like 78 comments. No, no, 78 likes and it had like eight comments, you know, where before maybe you get one like a day or two likes a day. So just with Facebook's algorithm change, the more fans that you have that are real fans, the more likely you are to get more organic traffic from it. Granted, you're using the right pictures and teaser text and all that kind of stuff. Yeah, there's still like your organic reach isn't going to be great percentage wise, but it's kind of the law of large numbers. If you get enough people on the page, you're still going to reach more than you used to. I'm curious, speaking about the tracking side of this, because, okay, you could say, well, I spent a thousand bucks and I turned that into $2,000 in affiliate revenue, but the site was making some affiliate revenue before. And it's hard to track because the conversions take place on a third party site. How do you know it came as a result of that click, of that spend. That's always been a challenge in in promoting affiliate products with paid traffic for me. Sure. So I have two different spreadsheets. One is basically just Facebook ads, and then the other is like total site income, right? So I use sub IDs to track the Facebook ad conversions, which is just basically putting a little code at the end of a link saying that it came from XYZ page. Is that something that's built into the different affiliate networks or is that kind of just something you append to the url it's typically built into the affiliate network so like cj flex offers impact radius etc they'll have a little sub id field and you could put in there whatever you want so you could put like fb ad one fb ad two or i usually put the posts like seven ways or seven moves or hustle or whatever so i know what kind of post it came from so two of the ads that we run get no organic traffic whatsoever. So we know that if, if I see that sub ID come through, it came through a Facebook ad, nowhere else. Okay. <laughs> it would be very nominal if it was from somewhere else, right? Maybe a Pinterest pin or something. So yeah, that's how we track it there. And then I have the two different sheets. So I know, okay, this much came from organic outside of Facebook ads. This much came from the Facebook ads so that I can kind of differentiate the two. Okay. In case you have links to the same affiliate on multiple posts. Right, right, right. Yeah. The only way to do that is the sub IDs. Now, uh, I think actually I shouldn't say the only way. I think there's another way to do it. There's a platform called Tune, which gives you these postback links and 
that gets crazy. It's like 290 bucks a month, I think is their, their minimum package. Okay. And so it's not for everybody, but there are ways to do it to where you can literally track everything and know like exactly where it came from. Okay. But you're, you're at the point where like, Hey, I, I can double my money and I'm not super concerned because it's like, Hey, I'm still coming out ahead. Yeah. That, and that's the thing is I don't want to get overwhelmed in the tracking because you can get, you know, you're like, gosh. So last month we did 14 grand in Facebook spend and then made 24 grand in Facebook affiliate commissions. But then there was more money on top of that from well kept wild organic, you know? And so for me, I'm kind of like, yeah, it wasn't exactly double, right? It was 10 grand yeah. profit off of 14 spent, but still there was money on well kept wallets organic side. So I'm not too concerned about you know, that. And so that, that's kind of what I spend my time doing now is fine tuning the margins, right? Now we have a, the ability to go to affiliates and say, Hey, we can get you more traffic. Can you pay us more? You know, give us 30 cents, 50 cents, a dollar bump. Oh, okay. Okay. So, you know, once you get to a certain traffic size, then you have that clout with, with these affiliates to kind of ask for more money in, in a, you know, obviously in a tactful professional way. And most of them do it. I'd say, you know, four out of five will say yes. Okay. If they can pay you more, then you can invest more in ads. Like it's this virtuous circle that keeps on spinning. Okay. So negotiating better deals with the advertising partners. So dude, 14 grand to spend, 24K in revenue, you know, a 10 grand profit month, what, nine months into this, 10 months into doing this? Like that's, that's awesome. It, it is awesome. But like you said, kind of earlier on in the interview, there is a lag time, right? There's that can be 30 to 90 day window. It's like, I'm paying every two days for Facebook ads because they have a threshold of 750 bucks. Yeah. And so <laughs> it's like, well, I'm stacking up these bills and I'm like, oh, I got to pay it off. So I've been using, you know, we've got business savings and such to pay it off, but you do get in this cash flow crunch of like, okay, well, I'm not going to see that 10 grand for another 30 to 90 days, you know, and I do have to pay the bill. So those are the, some of the challenges come with it. Yeah. You're racking up some, some credit card miles <laughs> on, on all that ad spend. I love it. Yeah, we hope to go to Europe for free with all these points. So I'm sure you'll be there. I'm sure you're probably already there. That's awesome. Anything else on the scaling side? So, you know, kind of going from $1,000 in spend that first month to 14 grand in spend, has that been a matter of just increasing the number of posts that you're driving traffic to? Has that just been a matter of increasing? the audience size that you're targeting. I understand there's like such thing as ad fatigue. Like you can't just run the same image, the same ad text forever. Like curious what the, you know, what the growth phase and the maintenance phase looks like for you in terms of time investment and all that. We add more campaigns as we go, but we, I think we only have four campaigns going total and okay. we just have a bunch of different ad sets within those campaigns. Right. So they'll have tons of different pictures and teaser texts and that kind of stuff within those campaigns. Yeah, the idea is, is really we want to stay that five cent average per click. So if something starts creeping up to seven, we probably pause it. If something's doing really well at three cents, we'll start to increase that budget, right? Until, you know, it kind of gets its maximum, you know, as amount of spend and, and we kind of let it hover there. So I do kind of a once a week analysis of the Facebook ads okay. and do tweaking based on that. So up front though, I mean, it's like every day, right? Like tweaking, turning off, adding budgets. Now it's more of a once a week thing. Okay. Because things have been running long enough. They have history and they kind of like are optimizing themselves. Right, right, right. And I have someone that works with me on the Facebook ad side that kind of monitors it for me too. So okay. in case anything happens, that kind of thing. Okay. Is that Monica or somebody on her team? Yeah, it's Monica or someone on her team. Okay. Tell me about, aside from tweaking the images, like what have you found the most effective way to drive down that CPC? Because like I think the last ad I ran was probably... 
50 cents a click or, or more. And you said, hey, it was a dollar when we started out. What really goes into getting such cheap traffic? Like, is it people sharing the post? Is it comments? Like, what's, what's going on there? Yeah, so sh- shares is huge, but just overall engagement. So what I, what I realized was I was looking at somebody's Facebook ad and they would never delete the haters or they wouldn't delete people that were self-promoting. And I'm like, what? That's, why would they do that? Why would they leave that there, right? And then I realized, oh, that's because they're commenting. They're engaging with the ad. Just think about it this way. The more people engage with your ad, the cheaper your cost because Facebook views it as a good ad. People are liking it, right? They're, they're taking the time to actually do something, you know? <laughs> Even if they, cause they're not reading the comment, like they're hating on the ad, but it, it still counts as a comment. Yeah. So, so what I'll say is I'll respond to someone that's kind of criticizing like number three really isn't going to make you wealthy. And then I'll say, well, even though it's about saving money and it's not about investing, I find personally that saving money is a huge part of becoming wealthy, right? So meaning that you have to, you have to be cost conscious of everything that you buy to be able to save money so that you can invest, right? And so now, now I engage the people and kind of have this dialogue. And so instead of it just being, they leave a comment and it just sits there, I, you know, I start to say, well, what do you mean by that? You know, and I start a dialogue. So the more people come back and comment, the cheaper the ad costs. So really getting that engagement up is key. Okay. Yeah. And you can go back and start a dialogue. <laughs> it's like, okay, we can, we can inflate this a little bit. Okay. That's one way to do it. And then it sounds like the type of posts that you're sharing are kind of these posts that you might see on Facebook anyways. Like they're, they're the type of stuff that somebody might want to share. Deacon, you got my, you got my head spinning on this stuff. I'm going to have to play around with it and see what could happen, man. 10 months from now, maybe I could be making an extra 10 grand on this little side, side hustle. So what's next? You looking at kind of just continually kind of incrementally laying this up, going, you know, adding more campaigns. What's kind of next on the horizon for you? I'm going to continue to steadily grow it, you know, each month, the amount that we spend in ads. And as you mentioned at the beginning of the podcast, I literally just wrote a book called You Can Retire Early. And it's really about financial independence, but I'm going to start running some Facebook ads to that to kind of see what that would look like to run it for a product versus affiliates, right? Because there's multiple ways that you could do it and really kind of promoting that and getting the word out about kind of lifestyle design. And like, you don't have to slave away for 65 years or actually whatever, 40 years. You can set up a plan and retire pretty much within eight years just by following a system. And there's, you know, like you mentioned, there's three different systems out there. So really trying to help people discover that and use Facebook ads to propel that message as well. Eight years, man. That sounds uh, that sounds pretty good to me. You Can Retire Early is the book. It's due out in early November and you can find it at wellkeptwallet.com slash retire. Deacon, I understand you've got a special offer for Side Hustle Show listeners. I do. So what I want to do is give away, I have a course called Debt Free in 18 Months, which talks about how we paid off 52 grand in debt in 18 months, which was the wow. start. That was the start to our journey to financial independence. And so really it's, it is about tracking. I got tons of forms in there. So it's, it's a $97 course that you will get for free for pre-ordering it. So all you have to do is go to wellcatwallet.com slash retire. Let me know that you purchased it and I will give you free access to this course, uh, which will kind of get you on the way to financial independence. I love it. What a cool deal. Thank you for putting that together. Wellkeptwallet.com slash retire. Let's wrap this thing up with your number one tip for Side Hustle Nation. So my number one tip is that you've got to track everything. You know, I had the site for about seven years 
And then I didn't do any tracking until about year six. And then that's when the exponential growth started to happen, right? Because I said, okay, I want to do this much this month. And then once I hit that, then I was like, okay, how much can I do the next month and the next month? So really tracking everything and using spreadsheets kind of that makes sense for you. Keep them simple. Like you get lost in the data. I like to keep them simple, but just make sure that you're tracking the important numbers, the KPIs, the key performance indicators, things that really matter. Usually revenue expenses, any growth, like I do organic growth for the site, Facebook likes, et cetera. The more you track, the better the results. I love it, man. Track everything. What gets measured gets managed. Thank you so much for joining me again. This definitely got my head spin a little bit, and that's always the mark of a good conversation, good episode. Deacon, thank you so much. We'll catch up with you soon. Okay. Thank you, Nick. All right. My top takeaways from this call with Deacon. Number one, study Facebook ads. Since this recording, I've been paying a lot more attention to the ads that show up in my feed and taking screen captures of the ones that catch my eye and seem to have a lot of engagement. This is probably the cheapest market research you can do to see what's working. If you see uh, a company advertising for weeks or months on end, you can probably bet that's a profitable ad. You might even click on it and see what what the monetization angle is. Do they want you to complete some affiliate offer like Deacon? Do they want you to join their email list? Do they want you to buy a physical product? Do they want you to sign up for the webinar? What are they trying to get you to do? Takeaway number two is to figure out how a post can make money. If your site is already making money through product sales or affiliate traffic, you've probably got a good starting point as to what pages are driving those sales. And then you can get an estimate of your your RPV, like Deacon said, your revenue per visitor. And you might find it's higher than 10 cents. You might find it's lower. Or you might find that with a couple tweaks, you could increase it a bit, optimizing links or images or calls to action on those pages. This is actually one project I'm working on this month, both for my inevitable upcoming Facebook ads trial, but also just for website traffic and conversions. So I've enabled goal tracking in Google Analytics, and I've set my goal to be an email opt-in for most pages. Then I can cross-reference the conversion rate from all the different pages to find what I'll call opportunity pages. Those are pages with high traffic but a low conversion rate, right? So there's an opportunity on that page to increase the conversion rate since it's already getting a lot of eyeballs on there. I'm also looking at some of my existing, quote, money pages to see if those could be ready for some Facebook traffic tests, Facebook ad tests, or to create a new post or two in Deacon's kind of list post affiliate post uh, style. Takeaway number three is to start small and test. It takes a little bit of a budget to figure out what's going to work with paid traffic, but once you do, like you heard, it can be an amazing source of incremental revenue. Deacon could have easily said, well, crap, it's going to cost me a dollar a click. This is not going to work, but he stuck with it and he figured out a formula for getting really low cost traffic. So those were my top takeaways from this chat with Deacon. But before I wrap up, I really want to personally thank Deacon, not just for this interview, but really for welcoming me into the FinCon community. That's where we first met. So when I showed up in Charlotte uh, a couple years ago for my, for my first FinCon, he was really one of the people who you know, had been at the conference for years. He took me under his wing and introduced me to a lot of new faces at the show. So Deacon, thank you for that. It really was appreciated. And I think one of the reasons FinCon is today still one of my favorite conferences. And it's, uh, it's just a very welcome and, and open and helpful community, like you've heard. So tons of interesting nuggets in this episode. Be sure to download the free PDF highlight reel with all of Deacon's top tips. You can find that at sidehustlenation.com slash Deacon. Again, D-E-A-C-O-N. You're also going to find their uh, links to all the resources mentioned as well. 
that's it for me. Thank you so much for tuning in. Until next time, let's go out there and make something happen. And I'll catch you in the next edition of The Side Hustle Show, where you'll meet a husband and wife duo who figured out how to make early financial independence a reality through a combination of side hustles and conscious uh, financial uh, decisions. Their inspiring and hopefully thought-provoking story is coming up next week. Hit the subscribe button in your podcast player app, and it'll be automatically downloaded to your device. I'll see you then. Hustle on. Thanks for listening to the Side Hustle Show at www.sidehustlenation.com. Is there a more dreaded question than what's for dinner? Meal planning and eating well to hit your nutrition goals doesn't have to be complicated. Our sponsor, Factor, makes it easy by sending delicious, ready-to-eat, chef-crafted, dietitian-approved meals right to your door. Every week, you've got over 35 different menu options to choose from, including keto, calorie-smart, vegan and veggie options, and more. Some personal favorites of ours so far have been the garlic mushroom chicken thighs and the Indian butter tofu. These are restaurant-quality meals ready in just two minutes. No prep, no mess. It's the perfect easy button solution for busy side hustlers and couples. And it's not just dinner either. Factor has nutrient-packed snacks, smoothies, breakfasts, and more. And hey, plans change, which is why you can scale up or down your meals or pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Head to factormeals.com slash sidehustle50 and use code sidehustle50 to get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while your subscription is active. That's code sidehustle50 at factormeals.com slash sidehustle50 to get 50% off your first box and two free wellness shots per box while subscription is active. Big thanks to Factor for sponsoring the show.